You're listening to Flaunt, Find Your Sparkle and Create a Life You Love After Infidelity or Betrayal. Have you been betrayed by life, your body, or someone that you love? You're not alone. No matter what you've been through, Naked Self-Worth helps you regain confidence, joy, and enthusiasm so you can create a life you love and flourish. Tune in weekly and learn how. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Relationship issues impact every area of your life. When I found out about my husband's infidelity, I was so devastated. I could barely function. Sleeping was impossible because I couldn't shut off my brain. Eating was a challenge because I felt nauseous all the time. And for the first month or so, everything felt pointless. Whether you're having trouble sleeping, feeling hopeless, or just can't focus, BetterHelp is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help. You can talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that might not be available in your area. Just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you'll be matched with a therapist in under 24 hours. Then you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. I know that confidentiality was important for me, especially early on when I couldn't even get my own mind wrapped around what was happening. And it was so comforting to be able to speak with someone candidly about everything I was going through to validate that what I was feeling and experiencing was completely normal. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Special offer to flaunt, create a life you love after infidelity and betrayal listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash flaunt. That's betterhelp.com slash flaunt. Flaunt, F-L-A-U-N-T. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hello, welcome to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal. I'm Laura Cheadle and I work with women who have been betrayed by their intimate partner and who are ready to put the heartbreak the pain, the grief, the shock, the confusion, all of that behind them so they can move forward and claim what's possible for them on the other side of infidelity. Because I know that sometimes it feels like nothing, (laughs) nothing at all is on the other side and that you have been broken and your life has been broken and nothing will ever be the same again. And it's so easy to get stuck in that whole mindset that it's all over. It's all over. I'm completely broken. This was not fair. I've tried so hard. I've always done the right thing. I'm a good person. And now everything's ruined. And trust me, I've been there. I spent a long period of time really resentful. Why had I worked so hard? 
making our life perfect? Why had I worked so hard trying to make my body perfect, my mind perfect, my home, my family? Why had I even bothered when this was the kind of stuff that I was going to get back in return? But what I want to say is, (sighs) even though there's truth to all of that, even though it's not fair and it's not right and it's not deserved and all of that, the hard truth is none of that really matters right now. None of that matters right now because you are where you are and you can't change where you are. And your only option, and I do mean your only option, is to either stay there and stew in the middle of it, to stay there and just live in this horrible, awful, resentful, cynical place, or to move on. And it's not moving back. There is no going back, but it's to move on. And that can look any number of ways. That can look maybe like reuniting with your partner. That can look like divorcing your partner. That can look like a new relationship. It can look like no new relationship. It can look any way that you want it to look. And to me, that's what's so powerful about this journey is truly for the first and maybe the only time in your life, you have been given a fresh slate and you can truly start creating anew anything that you want. And that's kind of what we're going to focus on today is that fresh slate, that letting go of the old, that falling away, the clearing the decks, we're going to focus today on letting go. We're going to focus today on loss and devastation and all of that. And you might be thinking, oh, joy, Laura, this sounds like a really fun show. What I'm going to say to you is, yes, it is. We are going to frame loss. We are going to frame letting go and devastation in terms of the cycle of the seasons, because that's something that all of us can understand. We have all been through a year before. We have all seen growth and rebirth and blossoming and the joy of summertime and how the days are longer and the weather is amazing and the plants are flourishing and everything is green and everybody's relaxed and happy. But the truth of the matter, life is not about just living in the season of summer. That is one quarter of life. Summer is only one of the four seasons. And while so many of us like summer best, whether it's the true literal season of summer or it's the metaphoric idea around being off school and being free and relaxed and vacation. I mean, summer vacation, summer break. Whether it's actually truly liking summer or just the idea of that, the reality is that's not where we live. We don't live in a season of summer. Even if you live or travel the world and bounce around from summer to summer to summer, the whole endless summer idea is not real. (laughs) Sure, you can chase summer around the globe. Sure, you can do that. Sure, you can extend that summer season 
of joy and dancing in the sun and flourishing. But that's not life. Life is lived in seasons. We have birth, we have death. We have growth, we have decay. And all of those pieces are vitally important to get you to summer. Vitally important to get you to summer. We need to go through it all. Whether you call it the cycle of the seasons or the circle of life, it doesn't matter. What matters is understanding the cyclical nature of all things. Of all things. And please don't be depressed by this. Please don't think, ugh, great, it's good and it's bad and it's good and it's bad. Because what this show is going to focus on is the beauty in all of the seasons and how to access the beauty of all the seasons and how to live fully in the fall where everything is dying, which is the season we're launching into. How to live fully in winter when it is a season of death and hibernation and truly lack and limitation because nothing is growing in the winter. And then how to plant in the spring, how to prepare to prosper. Because again, yet another hard truth is we don't just prosper. We have to prepare to prosper. And that's what spring is about. It's about preparing the earth. Everything that died in the fall, everything that went back into the earth is what provides the nutrients in the soil that will nurture that seed. So it's really important to understand that what you're doing right here today in the fall of your life, in the season of letting go and releasing in preparing for the dark, whether it's the dark night of the soul or the dark days and nights of winter, you're preparing for this hibernation so that when spring rolls around, the ground is fertile. You are rested. You're lean and hungry and rested and you're ready to plant in fertile soil, ideas that you have brought to life in the darkness of winter. And then using that time in the spring as you're planting in this beautiful rich soil, these ideas that came to life like that candle flame in a dark night in winter will then grow and blossom and flourish in summer. So that by the time we get to next summer, everything will be flowering and beautiful and you will be in a state of true joy, not just putting on a happy face and shellacking over it and pretending, but really in a place of joy, in a place of gratitude and abundance 
in a place of fun. And then you'll be ready once again to start letting that fun soften and fade and die on the vine so that the leaves can wither and fade and fall and nurture the soil once again for another season of change. (sighs) So that's what we're going to work through today. Identifying those four seasons and how they play out for you. Figuring out which seasons you might have a little bit of resistance to, which seasons you might be a little afraid of, which seasons you might not really enjoy, which seasons you just wish were there all year long. And then laying out some key dates for the next year. And I do mean for the next calendar year. It's September. From this September until next September. This is when it starts. It does not start January 1st. The start of the calendar year means nothing. It starts now. It starts in the fall. The fall starts it all. The fall equinox. This year is September 23rd, which is a Friday, and that is the date that everything starts. And I want you to be ready ready to let it go, ready to let it all go so you can start this one-year transformative process, this one-year transformative cycle so that by next fall, when you get here again, you can look back over your your year and go, oh, whoa, I get it. This is how it works and I have spent so much time and effort fighting it and trying to live in a different season, and trying to pretend that it was a different season. Instead of just going with the cycle, embracing the flow, and most importantly, finding what to love in every season, in every step of the journey. So, Fall Equinox is September 23rd this year. Fall, like I said, is about letting go. It's letting everything die. And I mean, it's about letting everything die. It's not about saying conditionally, all right, I will allow these leaves on this tree to die, but I really like my rose bush and I'm not going to let my rose bush die. I like those. It's about letting everything die that needs to die. There are non deciduous trees. Trees that don't lose their leaves, like pine trees. They don't lose their needles. That's different. It's about allowing to happen what needs to happen and everything needs to die. Everything needs to die. Everything is made to die. People, animals, dreams, relationships, friendships, marriages. It doesn't matter. Everything dies. And in our culture, we've gotten a little bit hung up on death, if I do say so myself. In our culture, we have this belief. Tell me if you can relate to this. 
that death is kind of scary and that we have to do everything that we can to prolong life. We have to do everything in our power to avoid death. Whether it's people or our pets or our marriages or our jobs or everything, we are so fixated on prolonging life. What would it be like if we were more accepting of death? If when somebody we loved was sick or old or dying, we leaned into it. We could say things like, I know I'm dying. I know you're dying. What a process. God, I'm going to miss you. But wasn't this a beautiful life? Tell me while you can all the lessons, all the knowledge. Share with me what you have learned on this journey. Because we're all just fellow travelers. We're all on this journey together. Tell me your wisdom. Impart that to me. And let's have this moment of connection while we can. Because it's joyful and it's amazing. And then when you're ready, yes, I will cry. Yes, I will grieve. Yes, I will miss you. But I will also be in such a state of gratitude that we lived fully, that we addressed death head on, and that we had those moments. How freeing would that be? Even with our animals. How freeing would it be to celebrate that you were able to shepherd this creature, this beautiful creature, through its entire life? That you were able to love it and hold it and play with it and have joy? And then when they were old and they were creaky and they were going, that you could joyfully send them into their next journey, into their next venture, into their next life, whatever it is, across that rainbow bridge with joy. Death has the potential to be such a beautiful, transformative experience, but we're all so afraid of it and we're also culturally conditioned to resist it and to push against it and to try to prolong life that quite often we lose that beauty. We lose that beauty because we're drugged up, we're disconnected, we're lying to ourselves that something is about to happen. Whatever it is, we're not leaning into the beauty of death. This week, this is another death. This week, literally this week, my husband left work. After 15 years at the same company, he made the decision to up and leave in a week's time. And let me tell you the trauma and the uncertainty and the beauty and the joy around that. Let me tell you about the roller coaster of emotions and the loss of identity and routine and security. Oh my God, what are we going to do? What if he can never find another job? What if we don't have enough savings to get through? What if he lets something good go? Yes, those are all thoughts. But also, what if he stayed here so long that he has not been able to embrace 
a new chapter of life. And now he's finally free to do that. What if he was pushing himself so hard and that created some of his physical issues? And what if this creates a healing in his body, in his mind, in his soul, in his heart? Here's another loss. If you read my blog on taming transition trauma, if not, jump on my website, lauracheadle.com, go to blogs and find the blog. We recently helped my two young adult sons move to different states to start big new chapters of their life. That was a huge loss for me. I was a mom. I was needed. I was the wife. I anchored us in. And now they're gone. And it's not just like they're up the road gone and I can drive up and see them and they can drive home for the weekend. Oh, no, 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 no. They are a plane flight with a layover away. They are at two different time zones away. That's a big loss, not only for me, but for them. So put all of this together. Both of my kids leaving. My identity as a mom being lost, really, my husband leaving work, our identity as, you know, a worker and a couple and somebody with financial security, it's all gone. And we're heading into the fall. But that's the season for loss. That's the season for letting go. It's the season for death. Now, I just got done talking about how we're really hung up about death, how we don't lean in, how we don't embrace it, how we don't celebrate it. But it's the same for any kind of loss. For a long time, I did just hypnotherapy. I didn't do burnout and betrayal recovery. I just did hypnotherapy, which meant I did all sorts of things from stopping smoking to weight loss, just like any habit. Do you know what was a big sticking point with weight loss? A big sticking point with weight loss was that nobody likes to lose. And our brains are conditioned to hold on. Our brains are conditioned to close our fists to keep what we have. To keep ourselves safe. To keep our stuff. To keep our weight. To keep our fat. To keep parts of our body that not only don't serve us, but are actively harming us. Let me tell you about the amount of success people had when we let go of the phrasing weight loss. When we talked about what we're stepping into, when we talked about what you're gaining, because we all want to gain. Nobody wants to lose. Nobody wants to be a loser. Nobody wants to be a biggest, the biggest loser. I loved that show, The Biggest Loser, because it was such a play on words. But it's conditioned into us. It's culturally conditioned into our psyche, into the deepest layer of our being. We don't want to lose. So when we will do everything in our power not to lose and somebody's saying, you need to lose weight and you're saying, I want to lose weight, your entire subconscious being is saying, oh, no way. I do not lose. 
I worked hard for this and I am keeping it. Even though the best thing is to let it go. Which is so similar with relationships. Oh my goodness, beautiful relationships. Whether it's with your partner, whether it's with your parents or your family or your siblings or your friends. Raise your hand if you have had or do have toxic relationships in your life. I don't care if it's a work relationship or a personal relationship. Raise your hand if you've got some toxic, dysfunctional relationships in your life. I hear all of your hands going up. Because we all do. Now also, raise your hand if you have ever felt that push-pull dynamic of, I have got to cut these people out. This is absolutely sucking my soul dry. I cannot take it. And at the same time, but they're my mom. But they're my kids. But they're my partner. But I need this job. Raise your hand if you have ever experienced that push-pull dynamic of wanting to be done and feeling like, I can't be done, I've got an obligation, I need this. And not knowing what to do. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if in addition to that push-pull dynamic, you have ever thought in your head, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave now. If he does this, then I'm going to leave. Oh crap, he did that and I'm not quite ready to leave, so we'll give him one more chance. Oh crap, he did it two more times and I'm not quite really, really ready to leave, but let me explain it away this way because it really wasn't that, it really wasn't their fault, it was really me. And then you get into this weird justification dance. Yes, I hear all of your hands going up because we've all been there. We've all done it. And we all can recognize as well when we are in that weird justification space. When we are trying really hard to explain something away. Yeah, but he had a traumatic childhood. It wasn't really his fault. Yeah, but I wasn't, I had just had a baby and I really wasn't being responsive and I didn't know. We all know that. We all know that we're justifying things. We all know that we excuse behavior. We all also know, and this is a hard one, so take a deep breath and prepare. We all also know the big default excuse. The big default excuse is we turn it around. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm a really good person. And I'm really going to help them through this. And I'm going to do my part. Translation, martyr. Translation, victim. Translation, codependency. Translation, translation, translation. When truly, it's much healthier to name it and claim it. To be like, holy cow, I'm just not ready. I know I know this is a problem. I know a boundary was violated. I know I need to do something, but I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. Not ready yet. When we can claim that we're not ready yet, it makes it so much better. And that's what I really want for you. I really want for you to be able to just claim, I'm not ready yet. I haven't decided yet. 
I don't have enough information. I don't have that mental strength right now. I'm just not ready yet. And to honor yourself and your readiness or lack of readiness. We could talk for hours and hours and hours and hours about stages of change. But the bottom line, in a nutshell, because we're not going to go through it for hours and hours and hours, is all change starts with the pre-contemplation stage. And that's where somewhere deep inside you're aware that maybe this change needs to take place, but you are not ready. It's pre-contemplation. You are not contemplating change yet. This is pre-contemplation. That is the first stage of change is pre-contemplation. We are falsely told sometimes to just do it, to just dive in. And while, yes, at some point we do need to just do something and at some point we need to just dive in, please recognize that the first stage of change is pre-contemplation. After pre-contemplation, which is before you're really ready to contemplate it, it's just a subconscious niggling little feeling that maybe something isn't quite right. And then after you move through that pre-contemplation phase, then you go into the contemplation phase. And the contemplation phase is all about, holy cow, I think I got to move on. I think I got to let this relationship go. I think I need a new job. I think I need a new car or a new house. I don't think this friendship is healthy for me. That's the contemplation phase. Then you actually start getting into taking the steps to make the change. And while it's important not to get stuck and to stay in one of those phases, it's also really equally important to recognize pre-contemplation and contemplation are your starting point. Pre-contemplation is waking up. Contemplation is being woke and being like, oh, what does change look like? And then playing out several different scenarios. And giving yourself some of the space and time to figure it out. And then once you do that, then it's time to move. So going back into the cycle of seasons, why I said fall starts it all. Why you are so lucky to be listening to this show now on the cusp of the fall equinox is because now is your time to let go. Now is your time to start pre-contemplating or contemplating. Now is your time to tune into your heart and to your soul and to all of those people, places, things, situations, events within and around you, you might want to let go of. Is it your job? Is it your marriage? Is it weight or something to do with your health? Is it friendships? Is it family? Is it just a belief system? Is it the belief system that you need to be, do, or have certain things in order to be worthy? What might you be ready to let go of? 
what might you be ready to let go of? This fall, we've got from September to December. September 23rd to December, I don't know the exact date of winter solstice, 23rd, 21st, somewhere in there. You've got September to October, October to November, and November to December. You have got three months in this fall season. You've got three months of letting go. I challenge you to move into the wisdom of the season this fall and to start letting go. And here's the beautiful, beautiful thing about the fall season and about letting go. Even though we think letting go is really hard, and it is, and I'll tell you about why I had a meltdown and cried for hours on Sunday. Even though it's about letting go, letting go is an act of surrender. It is the ultimate act of being and not doing. It's the ultimate act of pulling our energy away from that which is no longer serving us and returning and restoring it to ourselves. And it is so simple. It is so simple. It's just that we complicate it because we put conditions on it and we put judgments on it. We put thoughts around it and then we waffle and we go back and forth and we pull our energy back and give it back and push, pull, push, pull, push, pull. Wherever you're at right now, take your hands and just shake, 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 shake. Shimmy those hands, shimmy those hands, shimmy those hands. Shake the arms, let the wrists flop back and forth, flap them up and down, flap them side to side. Shake, shake, shake as fast and as hard as you can for five, four, come on, shake, 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 three, two, one. Now stop and just hold those palms up and release. Look down at your fingers. They're not forced open and stiff. You're not like in this tight, pushed position. If you've really shaken and relaxed, Your fingers are curled slightly. Your palms are up. Your elbows are bent. And those fingers are just relaxed. There might be some spaces between some of the fingers, and some of the fingers might be touching. Your hands represent the basket of your life, your energy, a flow. If you were to not change the position of your hand, if you were to put them in water, a river, that water would flow in and out between some fingers over the palms. It would flow. And whatever would flow out of your hand, more would flow in. But when you have your fists clenched, clench your fists now. Yes, you're holding on tight. Yes, you've got something. But nothing else can flow. Putting those hands in the water, no new water can flow in. No water at all can flow in. 
because you've got them clenched too tight. And you're going to miss so much of the goodness. Once again, open those palms. Shake, 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 shake. Breathe. And then just flop. And let them be. Soft and open. You're not trying. You're not extending those fingers wide being like, give it to me. That's reaching and that's grasping. Sometimes it's not wrong to reach or to grasp for something. But that's not what the fall is about. The fall is about just letting go and surrendering. Letting be whatever will be. Come spring, if your yard is anything like my yard, there's always a few lone leaves clinging to the trees. And sometimes over the winter, we'll like look at them and we'll be like, that is so random. Look at that branch. There's all these leaves still stuck on it. We don't go out and pluck the leaves off the branch because it's wrong. We don't force the leaves to change colors and to fall off any faster. We just notice them. Oh, look at this. They're beautiful. They're slightly turning. Oh, now they're all really turning. Oh, there was a big wind and it blew some of them away. We don't fight it. So why do we fight it in ourselves? Let go. If something is meant to cling, it will cling. If something is meant to fall to the ground to nurture and nourish the soil so something better can grow, it will. No matter what happens, change is inevitable. And fall is about that beautiful letting go. Without attachment, without judgment, that's a big thing. I don't want you to think, okay, I'm letting go of this relationship so that my partner can go do their own healing and realize how much they love and miss me. And then they're going to come back and we're going to live happily ever after. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh, that's an attachment. I'm going to do this because they're going to change and they're going to learn. Somebody else's growth and learning and changing and development has nothing to do with you. It is not your business. Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. Darn it. Wouldn't it be nice if our kids just did what we told them to do? If our partners just did what we told them to do? If our parents and bosses and coworkers and friends just recognized that we were right and that we knew? And that they would just do it? Wouldn't that make life easier? Nobody else's business is your business. (sighs) Unfortunately, release and just let that stuff go. Judgment. Is it good or bad to stay married? Neither. Is it good to fight for something? Neither. Is it good to have longevity in a career, a house, or a job, or a relationship? Neither. Is it good to stay connected to your family and your parents and your community and your upbringing? Neither. Connect to that word, neither, either, neither, neither, nor. And when you find yourself 
in a state of judgment go through that either. Neither. Neither. It doesn't matter. There is no judgment around it. In certain circumstances, something might be preferable or it might not be preferable. But when you really start focusing on the fact that it doesn't matter that all situations are different and all people have different life paths and that there is no judgment around it, whether you're married once or 10 times truly doesn't matter. The relevant inquiry is, have you grown? Have you changed? Have you transformed? Are you more aware of who you are and what you want and how it works? Then those 10 marriages served you or that one marriage served you. Or are you in the same place repeating the same marriage over and over and over again 10 times? That, that's a problem. Let go. Here's a little inspiration for letting go. I will be doing another show on the winter solstice. And that winter solstice each season is three months. We have the fall equinox, the winter solstice, the spring equinox, and the summer solstice. Each season is perfectly balanced into three months, and each season has its perfect divine timing of what is happening in nature around you. And it truly does benefit you, benefit all of us to live in harmony with the seasons, in harmony with nature, in harmony with the planet, because we too are animals. We too have instinct. And so much of our cultural conditioning has overridden that. So because this show focuses on betrayal and intimacy and partnerships, let's just, for the sake of argument, think about letting go of that relationship. Letting go of that relationship. That might mean divorce or separation, and it might not. It just means letting go. Letting go of the person who cheated on you, just opening your hands and letting them go and letting them do themselves and letting you do you and just letting go and letting it die, letting your judgment die, letting all of that just die, pulling your energy away from caring what somebody else is doing or has done and just restoring that energy to you and to yourself into the things that make you happy and light you up. Just let it fall away. Let the pain of the affair fall away. What, Laura? (laughs) What, 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 what? But he did this to me. But she did this to me. But you don't understand. Yes, I do. What would it be like if just for this season, just for this season, you just let it go? You just said, yeah, stuff happens. Stuff is painful. And I'm just choosing to let it go. I am just choosing to let that pain fall off of me. I'm just choosing. I know it's going to keep rolling in, but I'm just going to let it fall off just just for a while. Just for a while. I'm letting go of this relationship. I'm letting go of that pain. I'm just dropping it because I can't carry it. I can't carry it. It's too heavy. It is breaking me. 
Everybody always says, I'm broken by this. Yeah, you're broken because you're holding stuff that's too heavy. Just let it roll off. Just let it roll off. If you want to pick up bits and pieces of it later, you can. But for right now, just let it go. Too much, too much, too soon, too much, too much. Too heavy, too painful, too much. Just let it go. Just for this season, what would it be like to just let it go? To know that you can worry about it later. When things come up, you can deal with it. But for right now, to choose to open those hands, to let it flow. Of course, things will flow in. Things will flow out. Things will flow through. But just keep letting it flow just for now. Because here's what's going to happen. We're going to come together again in December around the winter solstice. We're going to come together and we're going to take all of that dead, decayed, dried stuff and we're going to let it rest. We're going to hibernate. We're going to chill. We've got long, dark days. And that is our time to go within and to rest and to recuperate and to rejuvenate. And all of that poop-a-doop, all of that crap is really good fertilizer. And if your situation was really, 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 really bad, you've got a really, 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 really lot of fertilizer. But you have to let it go. And you have to let it transform. It only becomes fertilizer when you let it go. And allow it to do its thing. So December, January, February. That's your winter season. And that's all about resting and letting that fertilizer do its magic. And once again, when you fertilize your garden, when you get your little plant fertilizer and you put it in your plants, whatever it is, when you fertilize, you don't really know what happens. You just put the nutrients on the soil and you let it do its thing. And that's what winter is about. You can read, you can reflect, you can journal, you can sleep. Oh my gosh, sleep is so important. You can do yoga. I'm going to do a lot of sacred dance this winter. So then, when spring rolls around, and when it's the spring equinox, you're going to know what to do. You're going to know what to do. We're doing another raise your hand moment. Raise your hand if you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to decide. I don't know what I want. And I feel pressured and I've got to make a decision. This bad thing happened and I'm not going to put up with it. But maybe I am and maybe I'll justify it. But I'm really not going to put up with it. But this is what I, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. Too often, the more we don't know what to do, the more we start doing and the more we start running in these frantic circles. Fall is about letting go. Winter is about resting and letting the magic happen, letting the alchemy happen. So when spring happens, when the spring equinox hits, new ideas start budding. New beliefs start budding. New ideas start budding. You will be giving birth to something and you're going to be like, whoa, I had no idea. 
and you will also have a seed to plant. You will have a beautiful new seed to plant because you're going to know something. Because letting go, if you've truly let go, and if you have truly allowed yourself to rest and hibernate and go within during this long, dark winter, you're going to have a seed, an idea, a dream, a plan. And your soil will be nurtured. So when you plant it, it will grow. Because let me tell you, if you plant something now in the fall, it's probably not going to grow. Yes, I know bulbs are different, but you get my idea. If you plant something in the middle of winter, it's not going to grow. You plant during planting season. You harvest during harvest season. You rest during resting season. Crops need to rest. Soil needs to rest. You need to rest. I know, no, 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 no. That when something traumatic and bad and scary has happened, how we want to just launch into fix-it mode. I just want that new phase of life. I just want the new relationship or the new house or the new, I just want to be free of this. No, let it go and let it process. And then you will be free of it. But it's that outstretched finger that's like, take it. That's that reaching. That doesn't help. You can't be stretching those fingers out and shoving this away from you. You just have to let it flow and relax so you can gather and release. So you can have that balance of come and go, in and out, birth and death. So come spring, you're going to have that seed. There's going to be new ideas. You will have given birth to peace, joy, a new sense of self inside, a new idea for the next chapter of your life. And you'll be able to plant that seed. And then you've got those three months of spring to nurture that seed, to build that dream. To build that dream. To build that dream that now you know what it is and you're not just like anything but this. I just want to feel good. I don't care. I need a new relationship, new house, new family, new friends, new bed, new clothes, whatever it is, new partner. You'll know what you're planting and you'll be intentional about it. I'm planting a tomato seed because I want a tomato plant. I'm planting an oak seed because I want an oak tree. I'm planting carrots because I want carrots. Instead of just randomly scattering all these seeds around and being like, best of luck, may the best seed win. Oh, God knows what I need. I'm just going to plant all these seeds and then just hope. Seeds take different kinds of nurturing. Some need acidic fertilizer. Some need nitrogen. Some need sunlight. Some need full sun. Some need shade. Some need a lot of water. Some need dry soil. You got to know what seed you're planting. Because that tells you how you're going to nurture it and nourish it and help it grow. You can't just be like, whatever is best for me will happen. Push, toss the seeds up in the air. Spray some water on it and hope for the best. If you do the work now in the fall, you will be ready in the spring to plant that seed. And then come summer, it's time to celebrate. It's time to dance in the sun. It's time 
to see that beautiful growth and to celebrate and to laugh and to have long, sunny, lazy, happy days. To be in full bloom and full potential. So that by this time next year, you will have something to harvest. You will have the fruits of your labor. You'll be like, hey, I decided carrots. I planted carrots. I knew how to take care of my carrots. I harvested carrots. And now I have carrots. And now I'm letting go of those old plants. I'm letting that soil rest. And then next spring, I might have the idea for aspen trees. And then I will plant an aspen tree seed and I will know how to nurture and nourish that. And then come fall, I will have another tree and then I'll let that go and I'll let the soil rest and I'll be ready for that next year. And that next year, I think I'm going to choose tomatoes. That's the cycle of life. And it starts now. It starts in the fall. It starts in the fall with letting go. Because you can't carry all this stuff with you. Now, I said I was going to tell you a story of me completely falling apart on Sunday and crying on and off all day long. And here's why. Okay, like I said, my husband just quit his job. That's kind of a biggie. My kids just left the state. That's kind of a biggie. I decided it was high time that I cleaned out the house because we've been hoarding and holding all this stuff. Not cleaning out until the kids leave. Not cleaning out until he gets organized with his job. Not cleaning out until I've got blah, 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 blah. So I sat down on Sunday just to do a little bit of cleaning out. And you know what? It freaked me out. I was cleaning out gloves, mittens, sunscreens, and sunglasses. Nothing emotional. We're not talking memories. I was cleaning out those things. And I hit this complete grief mode, this complete panic mode. And I started crying and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't release my things. I can't let it go. It's too scary and it hurts. And there's so much emotion around this. It's a bottle of sunscreen. It's not emotional. But I had that reaction. And my husband was there and he helped me through it. And I actually ended up calling one of my sons and I'm like, oh, I'm crying all day. This is so sad. I'm worthless. My life is pointless. Everything I've ever done doesn't matter. I, you know, those spirals. And then I let it go. I quit cleaning out. I just let myself be in that place of loss and to feel the pain of the loss and to feel the pain of letting go and to like feel that panic of what if I get rid of those sunglasses and they're the exact sunglasses my son wants when he comes home? What if I get rid of this hat and it says, you know, the high school name on it and then someday we really wish we had that hat with a high school name? Like, I just let it go because I can't carry all of that. I can't process all of that grief for every little item in my house. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make me a good person or a bad person. It's neither. It doesn't make what I get rid of good, bad, right, or wrong. It's either, neither, neither. It just is. If I get rid of something meaningful, it just is. If I keep something that's not meaningful, it just is. It's just stuff. And I'm letting it go. It's just memories. And I'm allowing myself to feel it. And I'm ready to move in to this fertile soil of a winter. So when spring comes, 
I'll have a clear vision of what I'm planting and next summer I can dance in the sun and this time next year I will be harvesting and celebrating. And that is exactly what I want for you too. Now, if you are in the Colorado, Denver area, I am doing a fall retreat on fall equinox, September 23rd, up in beautiful Glenwood Springs, Colorado. And it's just a four hour ceremony. We'll start at four in the afternoon. We're just going to go through that night. If you are in the area, or even if you're not, and you're like, I need a fall vacation, then reach out to me, Laura, L-O-R-A, at Laura Cheadle, L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com. And I'll just send you the information. No big fancy sales page, nothing like that. I will be doing a retreat on all four of the equinoxes this year. So won't you join me, whether it's in person or in spirit, in moving into the power of this fall, into the power of letting go, so you can finally create exactly the kind of life you love. I look forward, so forward, to doing this journey with you over the next year. Have an amazing week. And as usual, always remember to flaunt exactly who you are, because who you are is always more than enough. One of the hardest things about finding out that your partner has had an affair is the shame and embarrassment talking about it because it makes you feel like you did something wrong, that somehow you weren't good enough and that you didn't keep them happy. And there's such a misperception in the world around what affairs are like and what it means when somebody has had an affair. That's why I have created a monthly support group for women who have been betrayed by their partner. It's for women who are really ready to move through the grief and the pain in a healthful way so they can claim what's possible for them on the other side of infidelity and betrayal as quickly and as healthily as possible. And part of that is having community, having community with people who were positive. There are so many online support groups where everybody's just really negative and grouchy and they just vent their own pain and they vomit their pain all over you. And this group is nothing like this. This group is honest. Yes, we're honest. But it's also about support and community and holding each other and building each other up. If this sounds like something that you would be interested in, go to www.flourishafterinfidelity and sign up. When you sign up, you'll immediately get the Zoom link to our next meeting, and then you will be in the loop and you will know when each monthly meeting is about to occur. I really look forward to having you there, to building this community of strong women together. Once again, it's www.flourishafterinfidelity.com. And we'll see you at our next meeting. Tune in next time to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal with radio host and live choreographer Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Develop naked self-worth and reclaim your confidence, enthusiasm, and joy so you can create a life you love and embrace who you are today. Download your free Sparkle Through Betrayal Recovery Guide at NakedSelfWorth.com.